y'all, it's Caroline, and this is the Truth Talks Podcast, where we believe that God's Word has the ultimate authority, and that freedom is found in truth. So let's dive into it. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Truth Talks Podcast. Today we have another Q&A for you guys, and I'm really excited about these questions. I'm also really excited because we have a guest on the podcast today. It is my good friend slash roommate slash cousin, Kate McCrory. Hey guys! (laughs) She's back. Oh y'all, it it took us a second to start this podcast because we can't stop laughing. (laughs) We can't, we can't take each other seriously. No, we can't. That's okay. It's okay. It's all fun, fun and laughs. It's more fun that way. Fun and laughs. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. Sorry. Uh, Okay, okay, um... Yeah, okay, let's just dive into it. I, I loved all of the questions this time, and I'm really excited to dive into what the Word has to say about it. The first question is fasting. Why don't we do it? And, I mean, I'm guessing this question is like, okay, why don't we, why don't Christians today, I guess, largely fast? Because I, I know, I do know some Christians that fast, um, but I guess what what are your thoughts on that? Why don't we fast? Yeah, when I read that question, I literally had to take a second. I was like, you know, I don't know. I think just personally, I I mean, I know that I've fasted from things like social media or TV, like things that were preventing me from spending quality time with the Lord. And those are really good times. I mean, I don't do it as often as I should for sure. But actually fasting, like relying solely on the Lord, like for strength and energy. I don't think I've ever actually done that in the way that's like completely relying on the Lord for strength and energy by not eating or drinking. And I guess it's just nothing that I've ever seriously considered doing, or if I was going to do it, it wasn't with the right heart intention. Right. Yeah. I don't, I've never like fasted before actually like ever. (laughs) Um, but I guess like it also, cause it also made me pause this question. I was like, well, I guess like, why don't we? And I think, you know, I think in today's culture, we think more of like fasting is like giving up social media or like whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you look back in the Bible, like it was always like giving up food. And I think one of the main reasons is like why we don't fast today is because one, it's not like a command. God has not commanded us to do that. And then, two, I think a lot of people don't really understand what biblical fasting actually is, and therefore we're doing it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was doing some research, and it was just kind of talking about how, like, scriptural fasting was always linked with prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, they always did it with the purpose of man, just like discerning the will of God. And it was just like when they were in this intense prayer, like they didn't even think about eating. It was like all they wanted to do was like solely divert their energy to like being with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think today we think fasting is like, oh, this is a good like little thing I can do as a Christian. This is a good little action that will please God. When the action of fasting doesn't actually please God, your heart posture though, that fasting comes out of is what pleases God the Lord. And so if you're just fasting to fast because you're just like, oh, I'm just going to like give this thing up. It's like kind of what's the point in that? Like you were saying, like you're giving up, so you have given up social media before because it's in the way of your relationship with the Lord. It's like your Mm -hmm. heart intent in that is to draw nearer to the Lord. And so fasting should be done with a purpose. It's not just this action that God looks at and he's like, oh my gosh, look at them. They're just fasting just because, you know what I mean? It's not Mm -hmm. like this 
work that God is inherently, you know, pleased by the fasting. He's pleased with our heart posture behind it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's something that we miss because when we fast, we often focus on what we're giving up when we should be, when that's just not even what fasting is about. Fasting is about growing closer to the Lord, not, oh, look at what I'm giving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can look at like biblical reasons for fasting in the Old Testament. They, I mean, fasting was often like linked with mourning in the um, Old Testament. And even Jesus was asked why his disciples didn't fast. And he's like, why would they mourn when I am here with them? And so fasting can also be linked to mourning, um, which is really interesting. But often it was before they went into, like, extreme danger or mm-hmm. it was for forgiveness. Or, like, you were talking about Esther, right? Mm-hmm. Esther fasted in the Bible. Yeah. She had a holy fast before. She went to King Xerxes. Xerxes. What is Xerxes. They're so creative with names. I know. But it's not even spelled. It's spelled so funny. Anyway. <laughs> you never pronounce names in the... In the Old and New Testament. Anyways, but fasting in the New Testament, um, you see Jesus fast before he started his ministry. Um, You see the early church fast both before and after the Holy Spirit directed the church in Antioch to set apart Barnabas and Saul for special ministry. And so you see fasting almost as a way of preparing something, preparing your heart and... um, to discern the will of God almost. And so, yeah, just fasting isn't commanded of us, but fasting also shouldn't just be done as this thing, you know, because, oh, it's good to learn to give up things. Like, there Mm -hmm. should be a purpose behind fasting because otherwise it's kind of just an empty work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that why don't we fast today? I think, one, we're not commanded of it, and two, Mm -hmm. we don't really even understand it. Yeah. So, anyways... Um, Okay, the next question, and I loved this question so much. Um, It was scripture based on how we should handle our emotions, if that's even a thing. Um, Yes, it absolutely is a thing, and I'm so thankful that you asked this question. Um, I think this is something that's, like, really... It's really apparent that, like, the Lord has been teaching me about, like, emotions and truth and things like that. And honestly, one of the reasons that I started this podcast. So I'm planning to have a lot more episodes come out on our emotions and how do we handle them biblically and what does scripture say about them and all of those things but I think that we can kind of give y'all a quick answer on this today Kate Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that well um my thoughts are I well one verse that I was thinking of whenever I heard this question was Colossians 3 15 Um, which says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. Um, And just talking about like Christ should be the ruler of our hearts. And I think that sometimes um, our emotions can really take control of us. Mm -hmm. And I like, I don't know a whole lot of scripture that specifically talks about all of the emotions. I know that there's definitely um, anger and grief um, and joy. Um, I mean, actually, it's like, joy's a choice. Never mind. <laughs> joy's a fruit. Hold up. Wrong. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, but yeah, for sure. Anger is mentioned in the Bible and mourning and grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but with other emotions, sometimes I feel like it's a gray area. Yeah. Um, and it's not a gray area on what is truth and what's not. It's a gray area on, okay, what emotions are mentioned and what ones aren't. Where am I going to draw things from the Holy Spirit and not what it blatantly says in the word, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But Handling our emotions is a thing of really 
reflecting on the way that we feel, but not letting that be what's ultimate. I know that you said before feelings aren't fact, um, and I, I just love that so much. We're called to give everything over to the Lord, and that mm. includes our emotions. Mm. Um, and like the way that we feel, when we feel a certain way, my automatic response whenever I am feeling a lot of things is I'm going to call my mom, mm. which I need to take a step back and say, okay, can I take this emotion or take this feeling that I'm having and turn it over to the Lord mm. and give it to him? And so just this verse in Colossians just really reminds me that Christ rules my heart, um, not my emotions, and that whenever I'm feeling certain ways, if I'm not maybe sure what it is or I'm just feeling a lot, that he should be the first place that I turn. Wow. Yeah, that's so good. And I love how you kind of brought up the point of like sometimes when the Bible is speaking about emotions, it's not necessarily like this is how you handle your Mm -hmm. emotions. Yeah. Um, But we can draw from scriptures just like that in Colossians where it's like Christ is the ruler of our heart, not your emotions. And not that Mm -hmm. it's a bad thing to feel those emotions, but that they can't be what rules our lives. Like Christ Mm -hmm. has to be what rules our lives. And I also love what you said about like, hey, take these emotions to the Lord. Take these emotions to scripture, you know? And like, yes, it is good to have community and, you know, the Lord, that's the Lord's gift to us. And sometimes he speaks to us through them. But like, first and foremost, we we should take these emotions to our father because Mm -hmm. he cares for us, right? Just cast all your anxieties and worries on him because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think to add to that, I would just also say is, like, don't dwell on your emotions. Mm -hmm. Dwell on truth. And that doesn't mean you can't, you can feel all of the emotion that you're feeling while still dwelling in truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you you talk about the emotion of anger, Paul talks about it in Ephesians 4, 26 through 31. He says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. He tells you, get rid of it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Don't dwell on it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can even say the same thing for sadness where you're sitting there and and you can be sad and grieving while still dwelling in, in the truth. And it's, I think whatever we dwell in, we submit our minds to And to dwell literally means to live in. And if I'm living in this sadness and setting up camp there, then I'm allowing these emotions to be ultimate in my life. And when something becomes ultimate, it becomes what has power and authority in your life. So we dwell in the scriptures. We dwell in truth. We don't dwell in our emotions. Mm -hmm. You can still have those emotions. You can still give yourself enough time to feel those emotions, but they cannot be what dictates truth in your life. They cannot be ultimate because of how you feel, like you said, is what is ruling your heart. It's what's ultimate. Then Christ isn't ruling your heart Mm -hmm. and Christ isn't ultimate. And, And it kind of, you know, plays itself out like this. You know, if when our emotions are ultimate, the sad person will say, well, if God actually loved me, if God actually cared for me, he wouldn't have allowed this to happen. Or if God was actually good, he wouldn't have allowed for this to happen. And we can, when we start believing that lie about who God is, and we completely forget Psalms 105 that says, for the Lord is good. He is a loving kindness lasts forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And we also forget Matthew 6, 26. It says, look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap? 
reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are you not so much more valuable than they? And so we dwell and meditate on the scriptures, allowing yourself to feel, but not allowing how you feel to dictate what is true. The same thing goes for worrying about things, being anxious. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, which is just so cool when you look at for anxiousness. And I'm not talking about the having anxiety. I think counselors, medicine, doctor, that's the Lord's gift to us. And Mm -hmm. some people actually have that physiological anxiety that does Mm -hmm. need to be taken care of through, you know, outside resources. But for that person too, and just someone who sometimes feels anxious, like the scripture also has to be where we go. Mm -hmm. And then when Paul talks about it in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, and by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. And Paul's not saying, Never have an anxious thought again. Like, that's impossible, right? <laughs> yes. That's just not even possible. But what Paul is saying, it's a Greek word that he actually uses there, means meditation. And so Paul is saying, Do not meditate on your anxious thoughts and then he goes to say think of what is true what is noble what is lovely what is pure in verses eight and nine Mm -hmm. and so i think a huge thing is don't dwell in your emotions we dwell on truth Mm -hmm. that's good yeah i think another thing too though i'll add real quick is that know that your emotions lie to you know that they lie to you like i said like you were saying like feelings aren't fact Mm -hmm. Feelings aren't always truth. So we always test how we feel against the truth of Scripture. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, The heart is deceitful above all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Mm-hmm. And so, man, when we're dealing with insecurities or the lie that I don't feel like God is near or I feel like I'm too far, God can't forgive me, man, those are lies. And so you turn to truth and you <laughs> meditate on that, not dwelling on how you feel. But... I think that, like, truth is how we combat our emotions. And I think that there's power in knowing that our emotions lie to us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that the devil doesn't want us to know or believe, that our emotions lie to us. He would love for us to just, you know, believe in our emotions 24-7. Yeah, um, and to add to that, I was reading from a Bible study that I have that talks about um, just emotions in our hearts. Um, and one of the things that it says is that our response um, to our emotions can be glorifying to the Lord or it can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that sometimes it is hard to remind ourselves um, that our emotions can glorify the Lord whenever we feel things so deeply. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how in the world can this, how in the world can I turn this to glorify the Lord? But there's a way mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and sometimes it's not evident right then and there but it does become evident it with help from the spirit too for sure yeah wow i really love that that's so good um because we for sure like (laughs) one of the ways we can glorify the lord in those things is to like turn to scripture in Mm -hmm. those times yeah that's so good um the third question is does believing in predestination or free will change how we should share the gospel Oh, that's a loaded question. Very loaded question. But I think it's also a simple answer. Oh, yes. No. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, sharing the gospel is a command. Mm -hmm. So you do it whether 
you've interpreted scripture one way or the other, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't yeah. get to decide what a command is and what isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the topic of predestination and free will is one of those not secondary theological ideas, but mm-hmm. it's something that's like, okay, you like you were saying, our call is to share the gospel, whether you believe in it or not, whether you um, are sure of something or you're not sure of something in that way, like mm-hmm. we're still called to share the gospel. And I think the fact of knowing that we have this good news that we are called to share no matter what, we could share it with somebody and that's it. Like nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because we're still being obedient and we're still doing what the Lord calls us to do. And I think knowing that God's plan is going to play out no matter what we do. Mm, God's sovereignty. Yes. <laughs> and it's very humbling. Um, but it's also hard because sometimes I feel like I'll have the mindset of, oh, it's going to play out no matter what. It's fine. Like, mm. if I don't share the gospel when I'm called to, like, it'll be, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. And so I think, like, his plan isn't dependent on us, but he still calls us and uses us and we're mm-hmm. still his vessels. And so simple answer, no, it doesn't change whether we should, how or whether we should share the gospel or not. Um, I think it can change the mindset a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I like what you're kind of saying though. Cause like we can't use God's sovereignty as a crutch to be disobedient. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely a big thing. And I, I just want to say, <laughs> I, like, no, absolutely not. Like, sharing the gospel is a command, whether you believe this about theology or not. Here's the other thing is that people always say predestination versus free will. Mm. And if you want to call, you know, God's sovereignty over salvation, predestination, okay, great. But God's sovereignty over salvation is in the scriptures. And the fact that man has free will is in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So both are true. And sometimes that doesn't make sense to us you know sometimes that's like hard for us to wrap our minds around and I'm kind of like well that's faith you know yeah you're not going to understand the mind of God I don't understand eternity I don't understand the trinity like how does three and one what are we like you know what I mean like yeah like it's okay that you cannot comprehend God because what a small God he would be Mm. And so there's things that we can't sometimes wrap our mind around, but my ability to be able to wrap my mind around something doesn't dictate if it's true or not. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so we see God's sovereignty over salvation, and then we see man has a choice. And so I, when it comes to, if you want to say predestination versus free will, I do have a belief on one or the other. Like I do lean one way, whereas you... I've admired this in you as you're like, man, I don't know exactly. Are we chosen? Are we not? You know, mm-hmm. um, but you've just decided I'm going to believe what the Bible says, whether I can understand it or not. Yeah. And like, that's so cool and important for like all of us. Um, I also find this question like interesting because yes, I can see how like, we're like, oh, okay, well, if people are chosen, then what's the point of sharing the gospel? Because everyone that's going to go yeah. to heaven is going to go to heaven anyways. So you're saying, oh, well, if God has sovereignty over salvation, then what's the point of sharing the gospel? Whether you believe people are chosen or not, God has sovereignty over salvation anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like people, if if we're saying that people aren't chosen, whatever, so there's no such thing as predestination. If we're saying that that's not true, you don't believe in that. For you to say, oh, well, if predestination is true, there wouldn't be a point for me to share the gospel, then you think 
that you sharing the gospel is what actually is what is saving people. Which is not true. Right. So it's like, whether you believe in predestination or not, God is sovereign both ways. So Mm -hmm. you sharing the gospel has the same effect both ways. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I feel like sometimes I have a hard time explaining that. But it's just like, man, if you're in the position of you're like, well, I don't believe in predestination, so it's like more important that we share the gospel. Maybe check yourself Mm -hmm. and be like, wow, do I think it's me? Who's changing hearts because there's free will? Do I think it's me convincing people, you know, to turn to Jesus? Because it's not. I agree. And I think, like, yes, I'm at a place in my life where I just have to shrug my shoulders and say, I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things, and that's okay. And I have to say, okay. Even if I don't understand, that, like you were saying before, that doesn't mean that it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's also, like you were saying, where faith comes in. Um, but... For us to say, oh, well, okay, great. So predestination, I believe in that. And they're going to get to heaven no matter what. So I'm just going to sit back and chill. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that we have to remember that our, our, our salvation and everybody else's salvation is not dependent on humans. Mm -hmm. It's not dependent on me sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. If me sharing the gospel with somebody else is how the Lord is willing that person to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would I be so selfish to say I'm not going to do it? Yeah. Why would I be so... And I've been that disobedient for sure. Mm, like, same. I'll admit it. Same. And that is not good. <laughs> and realizing it now and thinking about it, it's like, okay, if the Lord presents an opportunity for me to share the gospel with somebody, whether I know who they are or not, I should take it in a mm-hmm. heartbeat. Because my life is completely devoted to him. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, if I have any reservations about doing that, I need to check my heart. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. something, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's not, something's not in line with yeah. the Lord's will. Yeah. And also what a gift that he would choose to use us in that way. Like, oh, yeah. like think about it. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're so right. Like there can be a dangerous mindset whether you believe in predestination or you believe in free will. When, when you believe in free will, if your mindset is, I need to share the gospel because people need to be saved and it's dependent upon me, that's a dangerous mindset to get mm-hmm. into. With believing in predestination, if you're saying, oh, I don't need to share the gospel because salvation, oh, everyone is chosen already, like what's the point of sharing the gospel? That's a dangerous mindset to mm-hmm. be in. So the point is, is that you share the gospel because you are obedient to what God has called you to, not because you're changing hearts. Mm-hmm. Either way it goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's just kind of, um, yeah, I got long, long answer to <laughs> a short thing, but no, it doesn't change how we should share the gospel. Mm-hmm. A nice long explanation for a short little answer. It's a loaded answer, though. It is, yeah. Loaded in loaded. loaded. It's a loaded question. A loaded okay. question with a good answer. A good answer. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> All I'm thinking now about is a load of baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. From McAllister's. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh yes, a Spud Max. So <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, last question. How do you fight embarrassment? <laughs> I literally, when I read that question... This is going to sound really mean, and it's not. It's not meant to be mean, but it's just straight up, like, it's going to sound straight up. Um, 
I hate to break it to you. Nobody thinks about you as much as you do. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> you literally knew it. Because you said I can't that all take credit time. for that though. I have. I was not the person that. That was from uh, a good old pal in my life. Oh, well, <laughs> they, I'm not gonna say they were wise because literally t- nobody thinks about you as much as you do. And something that whenever I was thinking about that a little more, to be real honest, anybody else is probably so wrapped up in what's going on in their lives and what's happening with them that they're not even going to notice if you do something that is quote unquote embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, I then was also thinking about like what, what kind of things like when you think about things that embarrass you, if it's something that isn't glorifying to the Lord and you're embarrassed because of that, that's a little bit different. Um, mm. Then like maybe, the conviction? Yeah. Then maybe doing something that's embarrassing or something that's looked down upon by the world. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're... We're not called to worry about things of this world mm-hmm. and dwell on those things because they are transient. Mm-hmm. They are fleeting. They'll be gone. And then they won't matter anymore. And so I... It, it should be... I feel like it should be comforting to know it is comforting that people probably don't notice if you do some little thing that's embarrassing um and honestly like you might never see those people again yeah for real. i don't know what the like context of the question is um mm-hmm. i mean that was just my like initial thoughts a passage of scripture yes oh yes um which i'm not going to read all of it but in luke 12 25 through 31 it talks about not worrying which actually kind of goes back to, um, I think, whenever we were talking about emotions, mm-hmm. going back to worry and feeling anxious. Because the title of the whole section or the whole passage is Do Not Be Anxious. Mm. Easier said than done, man. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but the whole passage just talks about not worrying. It just kind of talks about like how the things of this earth are fleeting and temporary and they're not, they're not worth our time and energy to dwell on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that if the things that you do or worry about, are they um, misrepresenting Christ um, and not glorifying to him? Or are they negative in the eyes of man and the world? Because I think it's very different with mm. some, if you do something like this is the example that I thought of. If you go out on a Friday night and you get wasted mm-hmm. and you happen to see some of your friends from church or Bible study and they see you in that state that would be embarrassing in that that's not something that's glorifying to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, conviction. <laughs> that's the conviction. Um, but if you maybe wear something to an event and it's maybe not as trendy mm-hmm. or maybe not as fitting for the type of event, I don't know, and you might feel embarrassed because you don't look a certain way mm-hmm. or because you are afraid of what other people are going to say about you, that's putting your value in something that it's, it shouldn't be there. You shouldn't put your value there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think, I mean, it just, it just goes back to no one thinks about you as much as you do, but then also remembering like conviction is real Mm -hmm. and we have to remember that too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's so good. I didn't even think about conviction when it came to this. So I'm really glad to have your point of view on that. Um, And it's just also so true that, you know, no one thinks about you as much as you do. And so I think if you're walking around all the time or what are people thinking about me and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. 
you have a self-centered worldview and man, pray about that, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, like I'm convicted sitting here right now, you know, like I think about that all the time, um, of just like, Oh, what are people thinking of me? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, yeah. no one's thinking of you as much as you are because we're self-centered creatures. Like we just are. Yeah. Um, but I also like what you were bringing up about like having this kingdom mindset and realizing like we're putting our worth and value and worry in these things that are going to be wasted away and like are not going to be in eternity. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, like I said, I didn't even think about the conviction aspect of it. So what I am saying to answer this question is not talking about the conviction <laughs> side of embarrassment. Um, but I think embarrassment as in like, what, what will people think of me? I mm-hmm. think it's important to realize that uh, your embarrassment is rooted in pride. Like it just is mm-hmm. at the core of it all. And so, you know, you just care about your image and what other people think of you. And that's rooted in pride. But I think also you have to learn to value humility more mm-hmm. than what mm-hmm. other people think of you. Yeah. Um, first Peter five through seven says in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to the elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. So man, that just kind of hits with both. Don't be proud, be humble. And so I think with embarrassment, we have to learn to, you know, value humility more than Mm -hmm. what other people think of us and continually man like meditate on first peter five verses five through seven you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and when you and you have those feelings of embarrassment man fight it with what god calls you to Mm -hmm. um which is to be humble and man there's so many verses about how god opposes the proud colossians 3 12 ephesians 4 2 james 4 10 like man we've got to work on our pride and like that's something that i'm also convicted Mm -hmm. of so yeah and i think it's it's difficult because sometimes in moments where we are embarrassed like if you fall in front of a group of teenagers i don't know or you get up to give a speech or a talk or you're in front of a group of people and you're having to announce something and you misspeak or say something wrong that just kind of makes you feel like oh my goodness like i'm i'm not perfect mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's kind of <laughs> like that that's uh, but calling it's also me out right now uh, <laughs> calling myself out but <laughs> Um, I think in those moments, it's hard because you have to build up the discipline of not thinking about those things mm-hmm. so much. It's not just automatically going to happen like that. Amen. And I think that in moments where you are embarrassed, it's important to just take a step back and just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, all right, this is what happened. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's This does not define me. Mm-hmm. It's okay that I'm not perfect mm-hmm. and I'm not going to dwell on this. Like actively, what's that verse taking every thought captive? Yes, take every thought captive. Same thing with your embarrassing moments. Take it captive and give it to the Lord and say, "This I don't want to dwell on this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter." Mm-hmm. Throw it up. The end. Throw it up. He'll catch it. He'll, he will. Oh yeah. He's already <laughs> down here ready to like grab it. <laughs> not really. I mean, not literally like Anyway, whatever. Just got just confused myself. Here's a question: Does God have arms? We don't know. We don't know. We're made in His image. But Is like, He just a blob? Maybe like of shininess. A light, like a giant a light. light. Maybe so. I a think blob of light with eyes. Moses was like blinded. Blinded almost. 
Anyways, that's, <laughs> that's food for thought for food y'all. For that's thought. a question for y'all to answer. What does a spirit look like? Bro, Holy ghost. What does that even... Yeah, I don't even know. Anyways, yeah. I love what you said about taking every thought captive. And I think that even goes back to the question on how do we handle emotions. Mm-hmm. You take every thought captive, you give it to the Lord, and you submit it to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can do that with embarrassment too. Yeah, take a step back. Take a breath. Say, okay, man, like this is, does not define my worth. Mm-hmm. What does Scripture say about my worth? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like in just, in just learning the discipline, like you said, the discipline of reverting to Scripture whenever you have embarrassment rise up or emotions rise up. Man, what does Scripture say about this? And it's a discipline because you're not going to read a verse and be like, oh, I'm not embarrassed ever anymore. Like, I'm good. No, it's not that easy. Yeah, or oh, I don't have these feelings anymore because I read a Bible verse that made me feel good for five seconds. Like, it's a discipline, and I think that's mm-hmm. something that... It's we, not a magic potion. No, and it's, like, something that we don't understand is reading Scripture, and, like, it, it's just a discipline. But mm-hmm. we, we want it to be one and done, and it's yeah. just not how it works. And the Lord's like, oh, you got to sit with me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe... you got to dwell here. Yeah, you got to dwell here. That's you got to abide in my word. Live here. Set up camp here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, which is honestly such a gift to us, because if... if it was one and done, we could read the verse and, and move on, then we wouldn't be dependent upon him. Yeah. And being dependent upon God is one of the greatest gifts that he's ever given us. Mm-hmm. So, Daily dependence. Daily That's dependence. Give so us this important. daily bread. That's how Jesus called us to pray. Is like, Lord, give yeah. me what I need for today. It's mm-hmm. not worrying about the future. Yeah. Give me what I need for today. And it's not real bread. No. Daily bread as in? The Bible. Bread of life. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus spirit. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're spiraling down to this <laughs> We're point. We're kind of artists a little bit. <laughs> okay. That is all of the questions that we have time for today, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Kate, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks today. for having me. It was so fun. <laughs> okay, y'all. That is all that we have for you guys. Remember that all of the Bible verses that were referenced in this podcast or just used in the making of the podcast will be put in the episode description. And if you want to stay up to date on all of the latest podcast news, make sure to follow along on Instagram at caroline.adrian. All right. We hope to see you back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the Truth Talks podcast. My prayer is that we would be a people whose lives are rooted in the truth of scripture. Make sure you share, subscribe, and repost the podcast so that we can continue to grow our community and be a generation that walks in truth and lives in love.